This podcast is powered by The Plug. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, it's your boy Q Lewis and of course I got my man Bo in the building. I'll show you. What's going on with y'all, man? We're back for another episode of BBW. That's uh, beards, bourbon, and whiskeys. Uh, today, man, we moving uh, we moving along still with bourbons, but uh, today we got Buffalo Trace. All right, so you see that Buffalo Trace. Um, if you're not familiar with Buffalo Trace, we're gonna give you a little bit of history on uh, where it came from, where the name came from, and then we go uh, talk about you know some other stuff because we talk about you know bourbons, whiskeys, and life sometimes. Uh, so welcome again to another episode. If you're checking us out on iHeartRadio. Uh, YouTube or on Facebook, uh, leave us a comment. If it's a bourbon or a whiskey that we haven't tried yet, go ahead and leave us a comment, and we'll uh, we'll try it out and we'll do a show just for you, all right? Because uh, we're interactive like that. All right, so uh, we just go jump off into the Buffalo Trace now. Before we got into the actual recording, uh, my man Bo was telling me how this is kind of his everyday um, kind of bourbon. So, so why you say that? What makes you say this is an everyday kind of bourbon? If you were to drink it straight, it's cool to drink straight, nice and smooth. Um, it's got a nice, you know, caramel kind of fruity flavor to it, and whatnot. Uh, and, and, and even if you want to mix it with something, you want to mix it, you know, put some ice in it or splash of water or ginger ale or whatever you want. Uh, you can still taste the flavor; it's not too overpowering, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's a good all-around bourbon, you know, for twenty-six bucks. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of economical too, which yeah, is uh, which is always something that we like to explore on uh, <laughs> on this show. Is uh, something that's financially uh, obtainable, right? Uh, but but the thing is too, though, I've, I've had Buffalo Trace before, and I think the the thing that you mentioned about the caramel, uh, the caramel notes, uh, mm, the notes, there. Uh, yeah, the notes. Uh, what I think it is though is that that little bit of sweetness, I think, is what makes it you know an everyday kind of thing. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't take away from the strength of the bourbon though, because still uh, this is forty five percent alcohol, so this is still a this is still a higher uh, higher proof uh, bourbon. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it's not harsh though. And that's, no, that's it doesn't have like, like that, that smokiness almost. You exactly. Know what I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of like the so yeah. Just speaking on the the smokiness of it and comparing it with the fruitiness of it, mm-hmm. basically, uh, which which one is better to you though? Do you like a smoky taste or a, a fruitier kind of sweeter taste? Honestly, it depends on what type of what type of mood I'm in, right? Yeah. Uh, so if I want to drink it straight. Yeah, I like that kind of smoky taste, that yeah. aftertaste to it, you know. Okay. Because uh, cause most likely I'm having a cigar or whatever else with right. it. Um, if I put a little ginger ale or some ice or some water or, or whatever, yeah. then, uh, yeah, I'd like it to be a little bit more on, on, on the fruitier side, I guess you could yeah. say. So it really depends depend on what my mood is, you know. Yeah. I, quite honestly, like, I, I've had a few burns and a few whiskeys, and I like the, I, I do like the sweeter taste. Mm. Um, probably because um, it, it just tastes better. <laughs> to me, that tastes better. Now, you mentioned before about mixing it uh, with, a, with a cigar. I think that does mm-hmm. make a difference, uh, depending on what you're, uh, what you're smoking with it, or um, possibly what you're eating with it as well. Because I know some people actually eat and drink alcohol. That's something I can't do. 
I haven't got hip to that yet though. Like I, I can't really drink alcohol and eat food. Like it's just I other can, than beer. Yeah, other you know, I can have like yeah, other than beer, right? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, drink yeah. beer with food. I can have a drink, you know, or, or something on the side, but I gotta have some water, something, or pop, or something else to go eat. <laughs> right. I just can't drink that, and that's it, right? I yeah. seen people that just drink like alcohol, like yeah. a, would have a straight two fingers of buffalo trace <laughs> and a steak. You like know what I'm saying? Like, shit, right? yeah, yeah. I'm cool yeah. on it. I, I can't really do that. Um, but if that's your thing, then, but I, I would say that uh, something with a, a little sweeter taste will probably go better with food. I would just imagine. Um, and, and again, even when you comparing it with cigars, I think even that's different though, because depending on uh, the taste and the strength of the cigar, it might make you want to have something that's a little more uh, sweet, like with this caramel notes, mm-hmm. uh, like Buffalo Trace has. Um, now, just looking at, I, I did a little a little bit of research, a very minute amount of research, just to see uh, where Buffalo Trace came from. And uh, the name itself, obviously, is uh, about buffaloes. It actually did come from buffaloes. Um, basically, it was the the path uh, that uh, they they called them ancient buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the path that they it's like three hundred years ago. Man. Yeah, three hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much uh, dug paths to like uh, new frontiers, mm-hmm. right? So this is where people like uh, <coughs> going to uh, Kentucky, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, paths going to Kentucky built by the buffalo, basically going to the water, I would suppose. Um, because that's where buffaloes roam, I believe. Right. <laughs> Home where the buffaloes <laughs> roam. Yeah, you heard that before, right? <laughs> right. So that, that's how the name came about. And what's interesting about Buffalo Trace, and honestly, most whiskeys and bourbons and probably other liquors as well, um, but what's interesting is just the how far back the lineage goes. Yeah. And I think that's something we were talking about earlier. It's just that alcohol is a, is a very, very old industry. Uh, not only is it an old industry, but obviously probably before it was actually industrialized, it was probably a thing uh, before then, especially, oh, yeah. you know, East especially in Africa. <laughs> you <laughs> know, East little town, Africa. village, whatever you want to call it, probably had a little master distiller. Exactly. You know, who's made his little thing and yeah. sold it to folks, you know. You yeah. know, that's, that's what I'm wondering, though. I wonder how the first, like, alcoholic beverage came about. Like, I wonder who like was the sitting first, there. first? Yeah, like, who was sitting there, like, fermenting some pears and was like, hmm. They let something go sour or go bad. And got like, drunk. Can I do anything useful with this, right? right. Ooh, let me try. And right. I got I know that's lizard. That's funny though, right? Hey. Like it, it's it's an amazing story, I think, to to even guess how some of this stuff came about. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even imagine. But anyway, so that's how uh this uh Buffalo Trace came about. Originally it had a, a different name and I, I can't remember uh, it's the O F something. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a different distiller. A D if you listed man, you what's the name? I, I know you the expert. What's the name? I can't remember <laughs> Right, anybody who's an expert, just comment below. We'll definitely uh take that and we'll give you a shout out in the next show. Most um but yeah, with, with the Buffalo Trace, like I say, is a is a rich history, um and it's a, a rich history and I, I know we always I always seem to get off on the tangent, but it's a rich history um, about some white people, though. It is it is a rich, historic, normally white people kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what kind of made me think about what we want to talk about today. Um, and that's just, uh, I'm looking at the lineage as far back as, I think it went back to 1775, I believe it was. Um, don't quote me on that, because I, yeah, I, th- yeah, I, yeah, I think it was 1775. But um, with, with that, though, I'm just thinking about all of the, that's a hundred, just to put it into perspective, that's a hundred years uh, before slavery was uh, 
you know, uh, made illegal. And I use air quotes. Okay, if you're listening and you don't see the video, then I, I, I did use air quotes. Uh, so allegedly, that was a what 1865. Um, but I mean, this is a hundred years before. And I only mention that because we were talking in a few episodes back about Uncle Nearest, uh, which was uh, basically a slave who showed uh, who showed uh, Jack Daniels how to how to distill, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious. I wonder what what black movement or or what what black work went into something like Buffalo Trace or you know whatever mm-hmm. it was before that. Um, only considering that it being a hundred years before slavery was ended. Um, obviously, they not go acknowledge people like that. So I just wonder, like, how much effort is actually going in to see who actually helped out with some of that stuff. It, it would be it would be kind of fun and interesting to figure some of those things out, though. Uh, and not not to take away anything from the distillers back in that day. Um, sometimes I just think you know we need, we need a little of our due credit. Hey, yeah, great, <laughs> but I'll give you the short answer. Just the short answer. Like all of them, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about, right? Right. And I know it's not like the south side of Kentucky. I mean, yeah. all that. Yeah, you know. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah it's close enough. It, you know, black folks then was slaves. They, they was property, right? Right. So I don't have to worry about naming this gentleman or, or woman and giving them credit or whatnot. Exactly. That's, that's my property. You know, yeah. that's a tool. For sure. So you know they ain't get it. Of course not. <laughs> right. We won't even get into speaking about tools. Uh, tools of separation <laughs> or division. We won't get into that, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and bust it open and we do our ritual like usual. And like I told y'all before, that's a ritual uh, that doesn't actually mean anything because again, I explained in the last two episodes, but we'll explain it again uh, in the in the black culture. For whatever reason, we always smack the bottoms of the bottles, and that's uh, supposedly some kind of ritual that allows you to drink uh, without being sick or uh, throwing up. But again, I've seen several people get sick and throw up, so <laughs> I'm not sure if it really works. Just but we just still continue to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So we're about to pour up some of this uh, good Kentucky straight bourbon right this now. Good Buffalo Trace right yeah, here. For sure. We'll take a little bit of that Buffalo myself. We'll get us together. But yeah, so when you say this is the everyday uh, kind of bourbon, how did you get turned on to it? My homeboy, my homeboy AD, AD Mass. Uh, Shout out to AD. Yeah, yeah. Shout out AD, Black Bourbon Society, whatnot. You know, uh, dude's got a bourbon room in his house, right? You know, it just kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah, a whole room. (laughs) Like a walk in club. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, we was in New Orleans, man, for for my homeboy's bachelor party. Uh, And I was just like, hey, bro, what what you drinking? You know, and I think it was, yeah, it it was this, Buffalo Trace. Okay. And, uh, I was like, "Would I put coke in it or whatever?" He was like, "Man, you really want to?" But he's like, "Try it." He's like, "Try it like this first, you know?" Yeah, yeah. So I tried to, you know, neat first, and I was like, "Damn, this straight," you know. And uh, it did kind of, you know, just kind of play with it ever since then, man. You know, put a little ice in it from time to time, maybe a little ginger ale or something. How Yeah. How would? How does ginger ale change it a little bit? Because it's a little sweeter, so. Yeah, I think it opens it up a little bit, like as far as the aroma. When you know, you want to get all to all that. Yeah. The flavor, though, I, I think it kind of really brings that. I don't know, something about that ginger that really brings that sweetness of that bourbon out for gotcha. whatever. You know what okay. I mean? So, you, so basically, it sounds like uh, with with the sweeter ones, uh, with, with the uh, bourbons with a sweeter touch to it, the ginger ale actually makes it better. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a fun fact for people who yeah. just get on Buffalo <laughs> Trace. If you never had Buffalo Trace. Uh, I, I do suggest trying it initially uh, neat yeah. just to see how it tastes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to have a nice little cool drink, you know what I'm saying, you throw a little uh, ginger ale in there and probably maybe like one or two ice cubes yeah. in there. A couple just ice to chill cubes, it out a little bit. A little splash of water or, you know, yeah. 
And even if you want to, you know, you want to be a little rebel, you know. <laughs> a little rebel. <laughs> a little splash of coke in it, you know. <laughs> the bird, they gonna come get me. But, right, yeah, know, they don't want to hear that shit. Though. Again, you know, it's, <laughs> you pay for it, you drink it, you know. You drink it how you like. like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, uh, Buffalo Trace, how I got hip to it, obviously, like like most uh, bourbons, I think I got hip to it because of Angry Principal. Uh, so shout out to Angry Principal, mm-hmm. always putting me up on this. And I'm not even sure how he got up on it, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he had some one day. And uh, he sent me a picture of it. He's like, "Bro, you gotta try this." So I'm like, "Buffalo Trace." And this is the this is the weird thing. I've been drinking, uh, you know, not to say I'm an alcoholic or anything, <laughs> but I've been drinking for quite a few years, like for a long time. And what's funny though is like all these bourbons and whiskeys I had never, never heard, of, heard yeah. of them. But then I then I start realizing why though. Um, the bourbons and whiskeys aren't necessarily uh, a part of our culture. And I say that just to say that I'm from the inner city. You know, uh, shout out to four eight two zero five. Uh, in the east side of Detroit, and it's basically just something that we weren't, uh, it wasn't made available to us, so like, of course, we wouldn't know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't know what to do with it, and look, I'm a, <laughs> this is a crazy parallel, right, but I, I just want to say this, because I watch a lot of TV, right, <laughs> and I watch a lot of old classical TV, so I was watching Good Times uh, last night uh, for the 50,000th time, and it was the one when, uh, Michael had the little kid that was bullying him, taking his lunch money. Ooh, yeah. uh, wasn't it Eddie or something? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he invited him over to mm-hmm. the house, and uh, James ended up giving him a whooping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what's funny, though, is is just like Eddie, I believe that was his name, and just like black people in general, it's like we don't know about things if we've never been introduced to them. And I say that because like he didn't understand the concept of two things. He didn't understand the concept of a father actually being a live-in at the house. Right. He didn't understand that. And he didn't understand the fact that he had been disciplined, but it was out of love. Like he didn't he didn't know how to do how to deal with that experience. And I think that's with us. Um, that's a crazy parallel, but I think that's the same with us with certain whiskeys and bourbons. Like we weren't ever given that experience, so we don't even know that it exists or even how to deal with it. And that's the kind of thing that we deal with with this. And that's why for us, especially for me, I think this was a this was a tough transition because I've never associated whiskeys or bourbon with black people. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't. And even though it's, it's weird because like it's alcohol, why yeah. would you why would you associate it with a race, right? Right. right. But we do that though. Like we we're programmed. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. But now that I've learned about it, it's like it's funny. I feel like I wasted a lot of time drinking other things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like no, oh, you know, man. no diss to cognac and vodka. No, no and diss at like all. That. But I mean, I, I found something that I can relate with, and also, again, I think we mention this every episode, but. It also is a is a, a, a unity thing, something that unifies me with a, a different arena in life, and I think that's what we all are looking for—some kind of elevation from where you are currently. And unfortunately, uh, sometimes elevation uh, does sometimes mean that you're integrating, and, and that's okay. That's fine. And I, I think this is this is important. Again, I think I mention this every show too. I think it's important for people like us to experience this and, and show this experience uh, to other uh, maybe black and I, and I always say black men I know black women drink bourbon too um, but I just want to give y'all the experience to know that you can be from 48205 and get into those circles that drink bourbons and then and then learn some of the history behind it and actually and actually drink <laughs> this probably sound weird but actually drink with a purpose though and I think for me bourbon and whiskey originally, um, came with a purpose because when everybody told me about um, drinking bourbon and whiskey, it was all the everything that came behind it was you'll be drinking this in those certain circles. Right, yeah. right. You, I want to address that too, right? You know, we, 
the last couple of shows we've been talking about, you know, this getting to a certain yeah, circle, like right? Yeah. And I just want to clarify something. Like, it's it's not about trying to to integrate so much that as you forget who you are or, or what you want to accomplish in life. True that. It's about getting a hold of that information, you know, and and, and those you know potential networks to you know create wealth, basically, right? Yeah. So it, it's not about being able to go to, to the country club with. Todd and Timothy and <laughs> all those guys, right? Because I wouldn't do that shout no way, right? You know, shout out to Todd and Timothy. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, it's more about just trying to get that information and getting plugged into some of those networks to, to you know, so you can flip it to make it work for us. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That's, that's what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Infiltrate, yeah, right? For sure. So that's what I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, no doubt, because we we do mention a lot, and I again I think it is a networking tool but like you said you definitely don't want to lose yourself right uh, in the aspect of, of networking because that's how a lot of yeah that's how a lot of things go wrong especially Ooh. for us because we, we I don't know somehow we're easily manipulated <laughs> but that's a whole nother uh, show there and and just to kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about today actually which is uh probably gonna be a rough segue because I don't really know how to segue it anymore. I thought about it earlier and it made perfect sense, and now it doesn't quite. But I'm still gonna do it anyway. I think it does, dog. <laughs> it still makes sense. Yeah. So what we gonna go into is uh, I mentioned about Buffalo Trace and the, the long lineage uh, of a, a lot of white families. And again, I mentioned that there probably probably were some uh, slaves or uh, I say non-free people slaves. who may have. A, <laughs> Right. Who may have contributed to this though? And at this point, we kind of just want uh, some credit. Uh, obviously, uh, credit that wasn't given before because at some point we weren't even considered uh, human beings. We're three fifths of a human being. Uh, check that knowledge if you're not sure what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I say with, with that in mind, I just started thinking about today, and I started thinking about those people who did contribute to some of these uh, flourishing industries who aren't getting their just due. So then I started thinking about, you know, uh, started thinking about reparations, right? So that was a rough segue, but you, you get where I'm coming from. Um, I thought about reparations because, I mean, at some point, I do feel like there was a, a large enough contribution uh, from the black community to be getting some kind of reward, uh, reward for something we never got even acknowledged for. You know what I'm saying? Now, we talk about reparations. Obviously, that can come in a, a, a lot of forms. But just in general, what do you think about that idea of reparations? I think it's a great idea. You know, I mean, I, just, I think, how do I want to say this? I'm not going <laughs> to say it's a great or bad idea, right? Okay. It's, it's a, something that black folks are entitled to. You know, I'm just going to put it put it out there. Okay. And uh, this is for all the work, <laughs> you know, you look back at it and, you know, Slavery was abolished in 1865. That's right. that's not a terribly long time ago. It's not a long right? time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to say, like, hey, oh, you know, like I'm out here plowing fields and nothing like that. Right. Well, what I am saying is. I mean, what, so, what you're looking at, just like what you said, you're looking at, uh, just looking at this company alone, mm -hmm. has been around longer than slavery has been over. I mean, right. think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 most deaf, most deaf. I'm just saying that, you know, when, like, we, the conversation we had earlier, like, we were talking about, you know, 1775 and what, and, mm -hmm. and I don't know Buffalo Trace's exact history, you know, if I dug into it, I'm sure we could find all that out. Right. But, when you have, when you, when you own people as property, and you use that property to help build your business, 
Yes, those <laughs> right. people are entitled to something. To something, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, and, and yeah, you know, kudos to you. You build a great business or, or whatever, and, and that's awesome. You know, you, you right. should profit from that, right? Right, no, most definitely. Yeah, but you should also, you know, and like I said, I don't know their story, but like, you know, like in the story of Jack Daniels, we, we talked about a little earlier. Right. And they're starting to kind of recognize that, oh, okay, yeah, so... Uncle Nearest is really the one that put them on game. So, right. you know, we need to pay some homage. We need to do this to the nearest estate. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And, and that makes sense. That makes total sense and to for, me. Why would that not make sense, you know? Right. And for them, that's almost a form of reparation. So, and, and just in general, though, I think that the overall contribution of, uh, and I won't even, yeah, I just say black America. We just call it black America. I think the overall contribution deserves some type of reward only because of the, the absence of acknowledgement for so long. And I'm not sure exactly, I think we'll get into this in a moment, but I'm not sure exactly what that would, would would look like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I think that it definitely needs to be addressed. And the funny thing is, though, is that out of all of the all of the years of presidencies, out of all of the years of politics, that this has not been addressed to the point where it's even like a votable situation. Like, ain't that weird, though? Like, at least, at, at, at the very least, it should be voted on. Like, it hadn't even got that far. If I knew, if I was totally blind to, like, how things operate in the United States of America, right, and how <laughs> things work, yes, that would be very weird to me. Like, like what? But since you know. But since I know what's, what goes on here, no, right. it, it, it's not. And we, we've kind of talked about this before offline, is... I don't want to get too far, you know, off base here, mm -hmm. but though you know, get the politics, the whole two-party thing, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to rely on this particular candidate to, you know, support my needs and, and what I want, you know, in my community, right. you know, up there at this federal level and whatnot. Yeah. And, and and then true, you know, Todd and Timothy, <laughs> and, you know, and, and nowadays, you know, Nat and, and Natalie, you know, Natalie. <laughs> they, they don't they don't care about what you want. They care yeah. about what you want up until the point you cast that vote, right? So, you know, getting away from Republicans and Democrats, we got to stop relying on other folks to, 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 to basically do our work, right? Yeah. Like, we're contracting this out. Hey, can you guys do this? Right. You're just going to do it yourself, ourselves, you know? Yeah. That's where that third party comes in, you know? And that's where you have to kind of get away, you know, shift that paradigm that, well, man, I don't want to throw my vote away and nothing like that. Right. But, you know. No, just, just piggybacking on that, though, um, just about what you said just then about, you know, not really being or being important enough up until this time to actually vote on something or to make a change. Um, this is kind of I think we mentioned this earlier too. How do you how do you think actually? How do you think that integration really affected <laughs> us though? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, like out of out of learning all of this stuff after seeing the, how history unfolded, seeing where we are now. I mean, obviously there's a, a few more opportunities, but. At the end of the day, though, I would think that my ancestors and, and probably the generations before us probably looking back at that idea of integration like, damn, maybe we should have thought that one through. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not totally convinced that it was there. There's so much there. No, their idea of integration, okay. you know, because when we look back at segregation, right, everything's supposed to be separate but equal. Right. I don't necessarily think it's the separate part we had an issue with. It was equal. It was equal. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. like, I got to use another bathroom or whatever, but why is my dirty as all hell? And why, you know, yes. that's the issue, right? Got you. So, so we could have been cool yeah, and separate, just you know, we needed to be the same. Uh, and, and, and again, if we, if, we, if we look at 
the world, you know, how, how it is. You know, the United States, you know, and there's a couple other Western countries, you know, that your makeup is kind of like of everybody. You know, right. but that's not that's not the norm in the world, right? Like, True. typically, wherever you're from, like, that's your people. You know, yeah, that's who you are. Right. You know, and I know there's a few countries, you know, like I said, got differences. But um, to me, man, like, <laughs> I don't necessarily... I don't. I don't think the the, the separate was such such a bad thing. Right. You know, it's the equality, uh, it's, it's the part. equality part of it. Yeah, sure. and the equity and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, man, that's not, not, you know, not the integration is, is a a bad idea. Yeah, I just not think, to say the greatest idea. Either. I think you know you can have good ideals and one idea is better than than this one, right? Right. And to me, I think yeah, integration is probably a good idea. But I think if we'd have, you know actually kept our things to ourselves and you know and, and let it evolve like it was going to yeah. that that would have been a better idea a better situation for yeah. us and, and the only reason I, I i i wholeheartedly agree with that is because you look at other cultures who also live in the united states of america mm-hmm. they've they've continued to yeah. to pretty much be separate mm-hmm. and operate within the you know the realms of, of the you know of the union i guess right. we call it and it's not a bad thing and, it's not and, and that's why i'm so just like leery of this far left liberal movement, right? Because they just want everything to blend together, and yeah. it's like then you lose who you. No. See, I don't totally agree with all that, right? Yeah. You know, it's we. Not that you can't interact with another group of people or whatnot, right? Oh, yeah. But you have your own identity, like you yeah. said, never lose, you know, y- yourself and whatnot. Yeah. And that's the same for your culture and your people too, right? Yeah. You should still be able to go back to something and like, you know, we always talk about now we need to black, we need to build black wealth, and we need to do this, and, mm-hmm. and we spend so much time. Trying to integrate, we didn't do that, right? True. true. So, yeah, and, and I'm just looking at that and thinking back, uh, like like I mentioned before, I believe uh, many many moons ago, um, I was an intern at Black Enterprise Magazine, and I remember uh, when we first met Earl Graves Senior, you know, the old the old dude, the the founder. Right. I was just thinking about him and uh, uh, Ed Lewis, who was the uh, founder of uh, Essence, and. Uh, Johnson, uh, John Johnson, the the founder and, and editor of uh, Ebony. I'm just thinking about them, how they had this whole idea of black wealth and were willing to um, do that and navigate the system without uh, mainstream media or uh, white media at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that integration gave us the uh, kind of, I don't want to say it like this, but kind of gave us the softness to not think that that's necessary anymore. So I think Black Enterprise was a, a fully black uh, entrepreneurial um, magazine. And the fact that something like that actually is still necessary today. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like it is, you know what I'm saying? Because you got so many black entrepreneurs and black business owners and black million and billionaires. But there's so many years of equity you get in capital that could have been built up to this point. Oh, point. Right, goodness. exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that that individuality still, uh, to a degree, uh, needs to exist. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that, the, like you mentioned, the far left it always makes it seem like um, integration and inclusion, I think is the word, mm-hmm. the hot word of the day, inclusion, um, that, you, that you, you focus on that so much that you lose sight of things like a black enterprise or Ebony magazine, um, you know, or Jet. Uh, obviously, that's with Ebony too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I look at things like that, and when you lose that that tenacity mm-hmm. or that that desire to build for your own, you kind of do get lost, right. uh, lost in the sauce, as we say. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying all in the in the in the the search for inclusion. <laughs> 
I think at the end of the day, though, and this is probably tough to say, too, though, but I think at the end of the day, I think you mentioned it before when we talked about the 10%, <laughs> but everybody everybody can't go. No. Everybody's not going to be included. It's yeah. just, it's kind of the way of life. Somebody may get left behind. Like, and like I say all the time, though, <laughs> you got to find your 10%, right. 10% of your soldiers. Yeah. You take him and her, and that's who you ride with, right? right? You know? For sure. Because like you said, you know, we're we not... It's not gonna ever be. It's not feasible to get everybody yeah. on board. It's that's like, not gonna happen, right? Right. Feasible. Yeah, yeah that's the word I'm looking for. It's not feasible. Yeah, take your ten percent and ride. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. That, it's funny though. Like I said, just just looking at uh, not just Buffalo Trace, but uh, any of the liquors. Just looking back on its lineage and, and how how they were able they were able to do that though. Mm. I mean, like even even though it was on the. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put it like that, but even though it was probably on the backs of uh, certain, uh, you know, certain people, uh, but at the same time, they they were able to kind of carve a niche uh, or a buffalo trace. <laughs> they were they were uh, able to to you know forge a path, and I think that even though, and that's the funny thing, even though they were kind of, I guess I'll say, in power at the time, they still thought it was necessary to forge a path. Right. So yeah, it's just. I, I just feel like we in a we in a position though, like I mentioned before, that we start thinking that that we we didn't actually made it, and that that kind of take away from yo I don't know yo uh, is it tenacity is the word I'm looking for, um or the the passion I guess because I don't want to like we in a situation where at, at this point I, I have to say I have to give acknowledgement to the to the fact that I think we are a little bit further along. Um, and, and that may be a benefit of integration, I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think that needs to take away from our ingenuity, our, our ability to, to move on our own. And I guess with saying that, I gotta ask you this though. With integration and inclusion uh, being like the thing, um, do you think it's possible for us to, to move on our own at this point within the, the system and shit? That's a up tough to, one, right? <laughs> to a certain degree. Up right? to a certain point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, there's always going to be, you know, if you, if you don't hold that final or that absolute, I don't want to say absolute power, but that that final yes, I guess you could yeah. say, then, then yeah, yeah, it's always going to be up to a point, you know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Um, you know, you can create, like, uh, the organization that, that, I, that I work for, you know, they have a, you know, uh, African-American, like, uh, uh, affinity group, you know, that does a whole lot of things and whatnot, and yeah. responsible for some projects, but they still report to a particular set of people, yeah. you know what I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, up to a point, yeah. yeah. Man, and, and that's, how discouraging is that, though? Like, I, 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 think, I think it depends on how you look at it, right? So, yeah. so for somebody that's happy to be there, I don't think it's discouraging at all. <laughs> right, know, right? So just happy to be there. Yeah, you know, then you look at somebody uh, more in line with, like, the, the way I feel, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's uh, not that you don't appreciate the opportunity. Right. It's like I just want to do more than this, yeah, and I sure. want to do more of it for myself. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, that's yeah. why we have entrepreneurs. For sure. You know? sure. Let's think. Uh, this is more along those more along those lines, man. I mean, that's and that's that's been the thing, though. I mean, just looking at just uh, you know connecting it back to Buffalo Trace and other Bourbons, um, just tracing it back to that. These these people. Uh, even though they may have been in uh, a little bit more power, obviously, because it's 100 years uh, <laughs> more of slavery during the time. But uh, just looking back on them, 
they had to have the same ideology though because being a forming a distillery and 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 selling alcohol obviously wasn't the norm so they definitely went against the grain as well and i think for us i think we've got to continue to i guess the the i guess the way i would say it is push the envelope um to get to get to a point where people hundreds and hundreds of years later can look back on us as you know like some some pioneers like you know like some of the distilleries yeah like for instance i use uh i use this platform and i think this is a, a a good way to 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 you know compare the two i think i use this this platform uh, with this show and a few other shows um that i produce and i think that is important that we start kind of owning some some of our stuff and the internet actually has allowed us to do that especially when it comes to media mm -hmm. um so i think at this point we talk a lot about how the media portrays us and, and and how you know they push out to the masses what people should perceive us as but i think at this point the internet has given us an opportunity to change that narrative like we can we can start putting out our own medium and and i, I say that only because I was watching the face. I was looking at Facebook, going through my timeline, and I seen a lot of people talking about uh, Tyler Perry's uh, new shows. Like I think it's uh, the Oval Oval Office or something. Okay. I think and uh, Sisters. I think it is. And I seen a lot of people like kind of talking down on it. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm not necessarily uh, a Tyler Perry fan. Like I am a fan of what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Though I might not definitely be a fan of his work, but I, how could you knock his hustle? Like. He really putting in. He he really putting on a platform for black people, like more than anybody. I like he he's put on more. I believe I might be I might be wrong in saying this, and I know a lot of Spike Lee fans gonna be mad at this, but I think he's he may have put uh, more people in position than Spike Lee did. I don't know if that's safe to say, cause I, I'm a I'm a Spike Lee fan first, um, because obviously he came first, but. Um, I think that he's moving in the right direction. And for I'm not gonna hate on his projects. No, I might not love no. all of them, mm -hmm. but I definitely ain't gonna hate on on what he's trying to do, though. Yeah, the most, no, no, definitely not. And I'm not even compared the two. I'm gonna say they, yeah. they're both putting people on. Okay, right? okay, okay. I mean, they, they both doing you know, you know big things. That's <laughs> right, all I would say. Sure. Okay. But yeah, I, I feel what you're saying about Tyler Perry. You know, I, I'm not really a fan. I'm not gonna go out and watch you know the Medea movies right. Like that, right? I mean, I'm not really a fan of it. But like you said, I. I how can you not respect and, and, and admire his hustle? He built his own studios. Like, like if you, I mean, I don't think folks understand the power of that, right? Like, Anybody he is the person with that final yes or no. Is that right? You know, he holds the keys. There Him. Is that? You know, we getting back to what you just said mm -hmm. about who is that final person mm -hmm. who makes the decision? Right, he, right. He's put himself into a position where where he is. And, and the funny thing about it, and and again, I may be saying this, and this is probably unpopular. Um, and it may be because of my biased opinion, but uh, although he is, a, I would say, a, pro, a, a, a protege of Oprah, um, I will always, stop, man, I feel bad saying it, but I will always hold Tyler Perry in a higher regard than Oprah. I don't really like Oprah. I mean, I don't, I don't, damn, I don't even know, you know what, I'm not going to say I don't like her. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that Oprah put me in a weird position because I'm from, she from Chicago or something, right? right? She's from Chicago, so she know what it is. I'm from the 48205. I feel like, um, I feel like hip hop was a culture that, that we not only created, not 48205, but black people, because uh, <laughs> obviously it came from the boogie down. <laughs> but um, 
I think it's a it's a culture that we've both developed and we we need to keep encouraging in order to move forward and try to find some ownership in it. And I say all of that just to connect it back to Oprah when I used to I never actually watched Oprah's uh TV show or her talk show, but for a time she never liked she never would have like any hip hop affiliated guests on there. And to me I didn't. I didn't like that, and I. I, I don't. I didn't want to make that like a, a judgment on her character, but I just felt like I don't see how you can have a major platform like that and not give us some voice. Like she didn't have hip hop people on there too. I would probably say, like she probably had Will Smith on there, but this was the actor Will Smith. This wasn't hip hop Will Smith, and then she probably had Jay Z on there or something. But this is after. This is mogul Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, like, like I think that when you when you kind of disregard, and I ain't gonna say she disregarded, but I am gonna say she disregarded. I don't know. We probably gonna get shut off for this, but I feel like she kind of she left me in the dark, and for that I I kind of didn't like her. So and then I I do hold Tyler Perry in a different regard, even though he benefited because of her though. Don't don't get it wrong. Like it's it's only a Tyler Perry because it's over. Like period. That's it wouldn't have even happen probably because I think Oprah like he he did the he did the plays and maybe would have did some movies, but I don't know if this whole studio, this whole studio concept would have even been an idea if Oprah hadn't done a lot of things first. Uh, you know, so, but I still, I, I don't have to like her. I don't have to, <laughs> no, 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 you I, don't respect her. No, you don't have to respect. like her. I mean, I think from a business aspect, you know, you can't do anything but respect Oprah, you know, yeah, at yeah. the very least, right? Yeah. Um, I just want to say this, you know, <laughs> as, as black folks, you know, we, we, we talk about, you know, creating black wealth and helping each other out and doing this and putting each other on and sticking <laughs> together in unity. No, I, I'm not going to say nothing about hate, but okay. I think the thing we forget is, yes, as black people, we, we do want to do that, but we are people and we are diverse people. You know what I mean? Sure. So, like, what may appeal to one, it may not appeal to another. You know, like, I, I don't know what Oprah's intentions were, right? She may, be, she may have been like, oh, I don't want to, you know... Have that persona perceived on my network or whatnot, yeah, or maybe right. this is what the this is the image. I, I don't know, yeah, you know, whatever it was, it was. But um, you know, we still had that option, right? Okay, you know, do I want to watch her or do do I not? No, yes or no, mm-hmm. right? But I think you know, obviously, you know, we, we still support and we still 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 respect, right? Uh, I think where it get, where it gets lost though, with I'm gonna say this. Communicating that 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 hip hop culture that you know you talking about, yeah. and I think where, where where it gets lost is like a lot of the hip hop hip hop culture was not meant for primetime TV, <laughs> true, right? True that. And true so, that. and I think yeah. we forget that at times, and yeah. like want to sometimes to we gotta, everything. Yeah, yeah, you know. And sometimes we, we we just can't. Some of this stuff we got to keep to ourselves, right? You yeah, know what I mean? I feel, I feel. But uh, I could definitely see how someone would think that about Oprah. I just. If and we, we said it like that now. I see. I mean, yeah. we just can't forget that we diverse people too, even though we're black. You know, right? It, and that's the thing, though. I, and I think that's what happens more often than not that we are diverse people. And at the end of the day, I think we hold that uh, we hold that as a negative as opposed to a positive. Right. And honestly, right. it's a positive thing. Yeah, most definitely. To be in a to basically be in the same group and have so so many different. Yeah. Um, so many different. I mean, yeah, so many different things going college, on. Man. Just think about some of the cats we we, we do in college. True that. Sorry it's, to interrupt, but just no, man, that's, that's that's major right there. Yeah, yeah that's major. And it, and we should start looking at that as a positive and not a negative. Mm-hmm. So like when people, 
because what happens is, and, and this is, I don't want to get too far into this, but what happens is, is, is definitely the oppressed start thinking like the oppressors. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that um, we get into our own group and instead of seeing our differences as, as something uh, positive, we see it as something negative and we try to differentiate ourselves, which is what racism is in, essentially anyway, right? So we, we start doing that with, yeah. within our own circle. Mm -hmm. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah that yeah, shit is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Psychologically, though, mm -hmm. racism and the things that happen, uh, slavery and all those things that happen before um, our generations are affect the way we think. And yeah. that's, that's psycho, psycho, psychological issues <laughs> is so... It's not people don't take it as seriously as they should. I don't think because those things actually do play a part in your everyday life, even to this point. Like you, you think you three, two or three, four maybe generations off from slavery, which is not really a long time. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like you, that that still affects you. You don't even realize it though. Like, and that, and that's the crazy thing about it. And yep. Your perception of the people that you the group that you belong to because mm -hmm. no no matter how you look at it i mean i don't want to be divisive but at the end of the day when you when you were born as an african-american or a black individual you belong to a group yeah and you're in that group yep so <laughs> at this point um that's that's something i never thought about until this show and that's crazy that we really got to start looking at our differences as something positive and not negative because you see people like again we crack jokes about the black bourbon society uh, because uh, you know they they're they're bourbon snobs and they're a lot more advanced than we are, and I'm cracking jokes, but at the same time, I'm trying to get to that level. I'm trying to get to that level. <laughs> it's a, it's a benefit from being different like that. Mm -hmm. Just like you got kids uh, like back in our day uh, a lot, maybe not so much now, but back in the day, coming from the inner city, like kids who had who spoke with proper English, like you talk like you white, like that's yeah, not yeah yeah yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah. That shouldn't even be a thing, though, right? Hey, let me say this real quick. Black kids, it's cool to be smart. Bruh. I'm say, it's cool to be the smartest person in the class. Bruh, say that Remember again. That. Say that Black again. Black kids, it is cool to be smart. I'm yeah. telling you. It is very cool Tell to be you. smart. I didn't... Be smart, man. I didn't understand that until I was an old man. <laughs> that is, it's cool to be smart. Yeah. The whole time, I thought you had to be stupid to be cool and shit. I mean, it's crazy, though, right? Like, man. you had to be ignorant. You, like, you had to not know anything. To be cool. Not that black kids should be watching the like, bourbon podcast, I guess, but for but parents, but parents, you parents, can, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell your kids, yeah, man, exactly. it's cool to be smart. And I think I think we are we are all getting a little bit better at that. I think so because like a lot of people, you know, went away to school. Uh, some people educate themselves. A lot of people are start owning their own businesses, so they had to start telling their right. kids like it's cool to be the nerd. It's cool. You know what I think like, about? Man, look, I don't want to get all. I think about the wire. Mm -hmm. Remember, remember, uh, uh, little dude growing up, and his mom's like, "Hi, she's a neighbor." Dog, my man's exactly son, because yeah. his his old man was a dope yeah, man for real. Yeah, yeah. And dog, that's that's, that's man, real. Life. That's it. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. When I seen that, Bruh. and just in case y'all not hip to the wire, man, basically what happened was, um, Naaman, I can't mm. remember Naaman's old man. Was it Weebay? So I think so. I think yeah, it's Weebay. Yeah. It was his son, and uh, his his old man was like the dope man for real. He went to jail. Then he started staying there with his moms. His moms really was encouraging that life, though. Yeah. And he really wanted to be a nerd. Like, he wanted to learn stuff. He he got comfortable at school where he started doing uh, speaking. Like, he started yeah. writing and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. he really was into education. And she really was like, no, bro, you you a dope yeah. man. Like, get over it. And you'll make, yeah, go make this money. You yeah, know? and that's crazy how influential parents can be, though. Mm -hmm. And why would you influence your kid to do mm -hmm. something negative? 
don't know. But the, anyway, but that's that's the way we that's were brought up, is. though. You brought right. up in a situation where you think that that negativity, that ignorance, is what's cool or what's needed, and that's really not the case. Like, dog, at this point, it is so much more beneficial to be a nerd. I mean, honestly, just going back to the wire, though. Dog, why you think uh uh what was my man? Y'all be on Facebook and Instagram all day long. Learn what you think Zuckerberg was? Right. <laughs> he a was, nerd. He was a nerd. He was that guy. A yeah. nerd, for sure. Now look at him. Right. <laughs> Y'all his platform. Me too. Yeah, right, me too. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. All of us. But like it's 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 hella important to be a yeah. nerd though. Just like just going back to the wire though. Uh shit, what was what was uh what was my man's name on there? Uh, damn, Stringer Bell, right? Oh, okay. Stringer yeah, Bell yeah, was the uh, he was, uh, a, he was the books, man. He was, like, he was he the book smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he ended up he ended up running the show because yep. he was the nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, I'm telling you, like, it's it's so much, it's so many benefits to to being smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and again, I know we always make this reference with uh Bourbon's uh Buffalo Trace being one of those, but it can get you into the room with people who are smarter than you, or at least on your level. I feel like to me though, when I hear people say, when I hear people say that, uh, what's that saying? Like you shouldn't be the smartest per- person in the uh, in the room. I certainly agree with that, dog. I agree with that only because like every day, no matter what you think you know, you need to be learning yeah, something every day. And if you're not dealing with somebody with that you can learn from, like like you like mentally dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that saying? The fastest way to be a millionaire. Hang out with millionaires. Hanging out with millionaires, right, for sure. That's the truth, man. I think 50, uh, they, they brought up this old video of 50 Cent. He was saying about, you know, about that. He was like, man, if you uh, if you still hanging in the same circles who not doing more than doing more than you, then you go end up doing what they doing. Right, right. And that's the truth. And that's that's no diss to um, people in your, I got to say it like this. That's no diss to people in your circle because some people in your circle, like I think Meek, Meek Mill said that in one of his joints, like everybody just can't go. Like sometimes people are there for what they're there for and they just can't always make the journey. If they in your circle, they should support and respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody going to make different moves. This is going to happen because, yeah. again, we all diverse people, right? Yeah, we diverse people. So everybody going to make different moves, man. Gonna you know, some moves. people going to... They gonna they gonna shoot up there like that, right? Yeah. And, and you, some people just go. Yeah. yeah, you know, I ain't gonna try to pull my homeboy down. You yeah, know, exactly. I ain't support him. You know, hey, man, that's what, that's why I say, man. Every time we have shows and every time we talk about stuff, I, I say, man, my my circle is dope, bro. Like I, I really I appreciate y'all for sure because y'all put me in situations where, like, I'm never. I can be my circle is to this point. I can be the smartest person in the room on one thing, and then the next subject we on. I gotta fall back, and then I learn something. And I think if you're not in a position there where you gotta, where you got a squad where you can really, where you can really learn something, I I really took that for granted. I mm-hmm. honestly took that for granted until mm-hmm. I got old. And it's amazing now you got the internet and all these <laughs> all these old archived uh, videos of people telling you that yeah. stuff. If somebody that really sat down and really made this clear to me when I was younger, bro. So we telling y'all now. So you ain't got no you got no choice mm-hmm. like. At this point, dog, everything that we know, every all the access we have to information, it's no way that history should ever repeat itself with black people, dog. It's just it's 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 way too much access to information, bro. We can go we can go ahead and build a Wakanda. <laughs> you know, I mean, we ain't gonna be the on on the all the, the reverse colonization or nothing like that, <laughs> right. you know? Because I don't want nothing. They get well, you know. I mean, <laughs> I want that power structure. Right, that power structure. I'll take right. that. Right, for sure, man. <laughs> 
right, man. We done got we done got way too long into that. Uh, we gonna spin it back to the Buffalo Trace, and then we gonna get up out of here. We ain't gonna hold y'all too long. Now, as far as the Buffalo Trace go, and as far as the Bourbons go, now with, with this, what you say um, for somebody who's just getting into uh, Bourbons or whiskey, um, would you say this would be one of the first choices? Or should you try something something else first before going to the Buffalo Trace? See, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that I can say yes, and I, I can, can say, say no. no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That, that's what I like about the versatility and variety of bourbon, man. Yeah. Like, um, you know, what we talked about, uh, a yellow label, Four Roses, the, you yeah. know, last episode, right? And like, yeah, that could be a, a dope starter bourbon, you know? Yeah. And you can get there, and you're like, you might not like four ounces at all, but like, yeah. it's still bourbon. Buffalo Trace comes in, like, okay, I dig that, you know what I mean? So, now, yeah, just thinking about the four roses we just did that last mm-hmm. week, um, in comparison, uh, what would you say on, on, on that tip? Because I would say, uh, if you're just starting out, I honestly would say I would probably do four roses before I did Buffalo Trace. Only because I think the Buffalo Trace had a little bit more bite to it mm-hmm. uh, than the, uh, the Four Roses. So I would say if you if this is something you're not hip to, like if you're not hip to doing whiskeys or bourbons, I would say if you're going through bourbons, I would say uh, Four Roses first, and then you will probably be ready for Buffalo Trace. I, what do you think about that? I think I'm in line with that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, Buffalo Trace might be like, you know, it, yeah, so your, 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 your old man's, you know, best friend, <laughs> uncle, or something like that. It might be the only liquor that he drinks or something like right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I'll, if, I had to, if I had to rank the two mm-hmm. as far as, like, what, what do I start at and then what do I go to next? Right. I'll say, yeah, you know, start at Four Roses, see what you like about it, that yellow label, and then, you know, go to maybe some Buffalo Trace or right. some other bourbons we'll get to down the line. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the Larceny. Maybe the Larceny. Yeah, maybe the Larceny. Yeah. Elijah Craig, Woodford. <laughs> right. You know, some had some of that this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, the Logic Red? The lo- yeah, both. Oh, both. Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. They both dope, I think. You know, I but for different reasons. So. I didn't realize that Elijah Craig was so uh, high in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, yeah, I, was, yeah. I wasn't prepared for real. Well, I was I like 102 or 103? Yeah, something like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something crazy. But um, <laughs> it was crazy. I just went back to that. And I left that whole bottle of larceny. I should have brought it with me. <laughs> they probably not know. Drink it. To me, though, that's like one of the tackiest things you can do. To take you know it I mean? back with yeah, you? Yeah, to drink like half the bottle and then pick it up and take it. Like, if you had to... I, I never do that. Like, if I'm telling you, like, my, my sister or something like that, so, yeah, yeah. give me my damn bottle. Right. I mean, I'm like, somewhere, yeah. I never do it. It man. might hurt, and I might think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I I'm thought, like, that shit was good. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, I thought about it. I, I will say this, though. If it's like 145... And, you know, liquor stores about to close in you know, the state of Michigan because, like, liquor stores in other states close at, like, 8 p.m. You know? Right, basically. But if it's, like, 145 and I ain't got nothing to drink, I'm taking <laughs> I'm, I'm my liquor. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm going to need that, bro. I'm going to need that right there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. Also, too, man, I want to let y'all know, man, this is a, uh, this is an eight-episode eight season. So, at the end of the eight episodes on our season finale, we are actually going to do a, a ranking uh, of the just just on the ones that we actually uh, drank during the uh, during the season, uh, but we are going to do a ranking of whiskeys and bourbons at the end, um, so you get to check that out on the season finale uh, to see which ones we gauge uh, from uh, eight to one. Basically, uh, we do it that way. Also, too, if you're checking out right now, you can uh, put your comments under below and tell us what's your uh, top eight 
whiskeys and bourbons are. That does include scotch as well, because we're gonna include a, a whole bunch of those. Which uh, next week we might we might go to the scotch next week because we haven't did scotch. Which one, you want to do a blend? Or you want to do a single malt? Uh, let's do a blend do first. A blend? Yeah, okay. single malt is probably a little bit okay. more uh, intricate, so uh, we'll go to the to the blend first. Okay. And we're definitely not gonna do Cuddy Sark though. I think that's off the table. I shout out, you. shout out to the old man that still drink Cuddy Sark. Uh, real quick though, just a comment on that. I had Cuddy Sark when we found an old bottle in my granddad's house. It had to be about. 40 or 50 years old <laughs> we broke it open man me my old man and my uncle and they were used to it because they, they used to drink it but man i tell you when i had a shot that, <laughs> i'm super straight on cutty sorry i'm probably i probably got a better palate now but mm. back then i certainly didn't though <laughs> but anyway man buffalo trace was definitely the thing today man i think that it's a great starter bourbon but if you just now getting into bourbons i would say go ahead and try the four roses first uh, before you get into this, it's got the, it's kind of got the same sweetness, a little more caramel in the uh, Buffalo Trace, so it's a little bit sweeter, um, but it's, there, there's more bite in the Buffalo Trace, yeah, so you gotta be careful. It gets up on you a little yeah, quicker. Yeah, yeah. sneak up on you, dog. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then we're gonna round it up for today, man, and get up out of here. I want to thank everybody who checked us out today. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, man, that's Beards Bourbon Whiskey, alright, the podcast. Uh, just pu uh, punch in those three uh, those three words, and we'll pop up on IG and on Facebook, man. And make sure that you use the hashtag. Everyone, <laughs> everybody loves BBW, right? So make sure you use that uh, hashtag. Everybody loves BBW, and uh, we'll see any comments that you post, and we'll go ahead and talk about them on the next show. But uh, to the next time, man, we'll go ahead and salute to y'all. Salute uh, to the next time, and you already know what it is, man. This is Beers, Bourbon, and Whiskey. Everybody loves BBW. <laughs> I got my man Bo in the building. It's cool to be the smart kid in class. Sashe. <laughs> yes, for real. It's definitely cool, man. And drink more bourbon, dog. You'll live longer. Until <laughs> the next time, man. It's your boy Q Lewis. We up out of here, man. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>